He's gonna go! He's at the 50! He's at the 40! He's at the 30! School's out! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Catches! Foot in! Touchdown! This is Jeff Tedford. This is Mike Bobo. Fakes it, now has a blocker, runs out toward the right side, tries to dive for the pylon! This is Bob Davey. This is Matt Wells. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. Looks, throws, end zone, touchdown! This is Nick Rulovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. This is Rocky Long. He's got a receiver across the middle fighting for the end zone. Oh, man. This is Brent Brennan. This is Tony Sanchez. He's to the goal line, and he's in for six. This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you're listening to. You are listening to. And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. Here we go. Welcome into the week four edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. Seven wins in non-conference play for the Mountain West in Week 3, including three wins against opponents out of the Pac-12 Conference. It's the first time the Mountain West has done that in one week since 2008. Fresno State impressive in a 38-14 road win at UCLA. Nevada downing Oregon State 37-35. And San Diego State knocking off number 23 Arizona State 28-21, highlighting a strong week in the Mountain West. The Bulldogs, Wolfpack, and Aztecs join Colorado State as Mountain West teams with wins over so-called Power 5 opponents here in the 2018 season. In the national polls, Boise State still ranked in the top 25 in the coaches poll at number 24 following their road loss at Oklahoma State, plus the Broncos getting votes just outside the top 25 in the AP poll. San Diego State sticking a fork in the Sun Devils gets the Aztecs votes in both polls, while Fresno State is now getting votes in the coaches poll. Coming up on this week's show, we'll talk about that big Fresno State road win at the Rose Bowl with Bulldogs senior quarterback Marcus McMarion. Plus, we'll talk about several bigger picture issues around college football with the Deputy Commissioner of the Mountain West, Brett Gilliland, coming up later in the show. But up first, we recap an excellent week three around the Mountain West. It's the week four edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Matt Wells, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. We'll be right back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. There's a force in the West, an attitude unlike any other, a belief that says, let's do this, a shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service, a bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. Gather your family and friends and get to Las Vegas for the biggest NCAA basketball championship in the nation. The 2019 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships, March 10th to 16th at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. For tickets, contact your favorite Mountain West Institution's athletic box office. And for more information, visit themw.com slash 2019. The 2019 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Basketball Championships. Be a part of history. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. 
Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other team's fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. This is Rocky Long, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping week three around the Mountain West, Jawan Washington has a night last Saturday, and San Diego State knocks Arizona State right out of the top 25. Lead block for Jawan, broke out, five, broke out, gone. Touchdown, Jawan Washington. Ted Leitner on Extra Fox Sports 1360, Aztecs win 28-21. Speaking of wins over the Pac-12, Nevada gets by Oregon State 37-35 in Reno. Snap to Ganji, handoff Moore, head down, hits the pile, now striving across, and it looks like he's in. He is! Touchdown, Nevada! John Ramey, courtesy of Learfield, the Wolfpack now 2-1. Last Thursday, it was Utah State cruising to an easy 73-12 win over Tennessee Tech in Logan. Off right up the middle. It's Darwin Thompson. Darwin Thompson ready to run to the 40, to the 30, right up the middle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Darwin Thompson with a long touchdown run, and the Aggies with their second touchdown of the game. Scott Garrard on 1280 the zone in Salt Lake City. In Laramie Saturday, Tyler Vanderwall throws a late touchdown, and Wyoming gets back into the win column. Vanderwall looking over the middle, fires. He's got a man caught by Ishmael. He's in. Touchdown, Cowboys! Dave Walsh, courtesy of Learfield, 17-14, the final Cowboys 2-2 on the year. In Las Vegas, Rebels in a laugher, 46-17 over Prairie View A&M. Rebels send three men to the left. Lexington Thomas goes straight ahead, and he's in for a touchdown. Lightning strikes with 8.01 to go in the first quarter, and the Rebels lead 12-0 with a point after coming up. Russ Langer on ESPN 1100 in Las Vegas. New Mexico over New Mexico State, 42-25 in the Rio Grande rivalry. Lobo defense shuts the door late in the fourth. Five into the pattern here, and it's intercepted. This might go for a Lobo touchdown. Marcus Hayes with the final dagger. Robert Portnoy from Learfield. And finally, from week three, your Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, Marcus McMarion, just couldn't stop finding the end zone as Fresno State wins 38-14 at UCLA. Again, three tight ends in this formation. O'Neal, the only receiver to the right. He comes in motion again right to left. They don't give it to him. Fake the handoff to Mims. McMarion wants his fourth rushing touchdown, and he gets it. Untouched to the front right corner of the end zone. Paul Leffler from Learfield will talk about that win with Marcus McMarion next after these words from your local station. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Jeff Tetford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. The Fresno State Bulldogs now 2-1 on the year after Saturday's 38-14 road win at UCLA. The Bulldogs now get a bye before hosting Toledo September 29th. And then it's on to conference play. Joining us right now, the senior quarterback at Fresno State and the reigning Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, Marcus McMarion. Marcus, welcome to the show. How are you? 
I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to kind of talk a little football with you. It's great to have you on the program. Marcus, 270 yards in the air. You had a touchdown pass to your tight end, Kyle Rittering, and then four touchdowns that you scored yourself on the ground. And all of this in a win over an in-state Pac-12 opponent in an historic venue like the Rose Bowl. That combination of performance, team result, and setting, it really doesn't get much better than that, does it? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it was a big win for our team on, on the road, playing in such a historic uh, venue, like you said, like the Rose Bowl, just a lot of history and great players have been through there. So being able to go through a, go through a tough opponent like UCLA, a very talented team overall on uh, offense, defense, and really just all three phases of the game is a big win for our, our team. All four of those rushing touchdowns you scored came from two yards away from the goal line and in, and they were mostly pretty physical. Why was calling your number at the goal line so effective against UCLA? Um, I, I honestly think it's just, I mean, I, I got the easy part of the job, I guess you could say. There's a lot of dirty work going up up front with all the big guys and the tight ends uh, washing the head and cleaning everything up for me, so... I think I, I kind of just got the easy part of it is reading the end men on the line of scrimmage and uh, getting into the end zone. You're now 11-3 and as a starter at Fresno State. You transferred from Oregon State to Fresno State last season. Why has this fit with Coach Tedford been so good for you? Um, I mean, he's definitely the player's coach for sure. I mean, anything we need as players, he, he'll do everything in his power to put us in the best position to be successful, whether that's in the classroom or off the field. So, I mean, I think just uh, having a leadership uh, role on the team uh, from that from that standpoint, Coach Tedford kind of gets the guys. We all just want to fight for him through the uh, just battle through anything for him. So I think that helps a lot with our success. And Marcus, you're a guy. You played your high school football 36 miles away from Bulldog Stadium at uh, at Dinuba. What does it mean to you to be leading this huge turnaround at Fresno State? You know, you guys win the West Division a season ago. You get off to this great start this year. You're reviving the Red Wave, stirring up that Fresno State fan base. And and what does it mean for you to essentially be doing all of this back home? Uh, I mean, it means the world. I honestly can't put it into words. I mean, it's really a Cinderella story. I would have never guessed it in a million years that uh, this would have been my college career, me coming back home and having this amount of success. Uh, but, I mean, every win, it just means that much more knowing you're doing it in front of your friends, family, former coaches, former teammates, and just uh, the fact that so many people that you grew up around are able to watch you uh, at the college level just means that much more to me and motivates me to push that much harder in everything I do. You've got a great weapon in your fellow senior, Keyshawn Johnson. He had another big game as a pass catcher against UCLA, eight receptions, 85 yards. What can you say about what Keyshawn provides you and this offense? Yeah, I mean, I said in the beginning of the year, uh, not in West Media Day, but I mean, like, dude, he's a freak. I mean, I just got to put the ball in, a, in his arm span, and he's definitely going to go make a play on it. And if he doesn't catch it, I have faith in him that no one will catch it. So, I mean, not only you guys see the big plays he makes, but uh, all the motion and all the small blocks and uh, or all the big blocks, actually, that he makes um, throughout our offense. He's really a big piece outside of just all the touchdowns and all the big catches down the field he makes, but also critical to uh, – all the all the passing uh, pass blocking that we do when he doesn't have the ball. Last season was such a unique circumstance. You transferred to Fresno State out of Oregon State in fall camp. You became the starter, the full time starter, four weeks into the season, and in essence, it was kind of drinking through a football fire hose. Now that you had a full off season, you had camp, and you got to develop that chemistry with Keyshawn and the rest of your pass catchers. 
How is that now seeing good results, and how are you guys really starting to get the benefits of that work? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's a... Uh... It's definitely made a big difference. I mean, just night and day, honestly, to be completely honest, just the fact that, I mean, all the small details, uh, thinking about the progressions, the timing, the chemistry, like you said, with all the receivers. But I think the biggest thing for me is just uh, having a year in the offense, being comfortable and not having to focus on what's going on on my side of the ball, but really being able to just kind of dissect what the defense is doing and uh, take what they give me. All right, Marcus, what is the focus for you through this bye week and then going into the Toledo game on the 29th of this month? Um, I think just the overall feel for the team, definitely for me, uh, as well as just kind of get a jump start, get your body feeling right, just like it did in the beginning of the year, all the little bumps and bruises we have, and uh, just really taking advantage of cleaning up uh, some individual things as far as maybe your throwing motion and cleaning up timing on a couple different things with receivers, but really being able to be uh, real nitpicky this week with uh, everything going on with on the offense side of the ball. Marcus McMarion, everybody, senior quarterback at Fresno State. They're 2-1 and one after beating UCLA. They have the bye week now. And, of course, Marcus, Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, four touchdowns on the ground, one touchdown through the air in that win over UCLA. Marcus, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations on the honor and the victory, and enjoy the bye week. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Go Ducks. Up next, 2018 marks the 20th season of Mountain West football. We'll discuss the league's rich history as well as a few other pertinent issues around college football with the Deputy Commissioner of the Mountain West, Brett Gilliland. That's next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. We'll be back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. <laughs> Gather your family and friends and get to Las Vegas. Incredible student-athlete strategic coaching along with the United States Air Force Reserve. Power the excitement at the biggest NCAA basketball championship in the nation. The 2019 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. The championships begin Sunday, March 10th with the Women's Basketball Championship and conclude with the Men's Basketball Championship game on Saturday, March 16th. 20 games over seven days will determine the teams that are best in the Mountain West and which teams gain automatic entry into the 2019 NCAA Basketball Tournament. For tickets, contact your favorite Mountain West Institution's athletic box office or for more information on the championships, visit the nw.com slash 2019. The 2019 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Basketball Championships. Be a part of history. There's a force in the West, an attitude unlike any other, a belief that says, let's do this, a shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service, a bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. It is the 20th season of Mountain West football here in 2018, and here to help us mark the occasion on This Week in the Mountain West, the deputy commissioner of the conference, Brett Gilliland. Brett, welcome back to the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Nate. 
Thanks for having me. It's great to have you, Brett. 20 years of Mountain West football, and you've been here since the start in 1999. The landscape of college athletics, I would say, has changed a bit since then, but what is it about college athletics, especially in this conference, that has always endured and continues to make it such a special institution in so many people's lives? Well, it, it truly has been a, a wonderful 20 years uh, for, for the Mountain West, and, and hopefully we have many, many uh, decades ahead of us. But, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about this uh, recently in terms of what um, our universities mean to their, their communities, to their states, and then by extension their athletics programs and, and, and what they do in terms of serving as the front porch for, for their institutions. And certainly we'd like to think that the Mountain West – uh, helps elevate those athletic programs and, by extension, aids in the missions of those institutions. Uh, uh, really, an integral part of, of the of the lifestyle here in in the West. Brett, you work as a member of the Division One Football Oversight Committee. What does your work there entail, and what are some of the issues you guys are currently working on? Well, well, the uh, NCA restructured its its governance structure here uh, three or four years ago and established. A uh, football oversight committee. Obviously, there's also a, a men's basketball oversight committee, a women's basketball oversight committee, and then an Olympic sports oversight committee. But in the football space, uh, the uh, the focus was to see if we couldn't get all of the different constituents in the collegiate football space uh, sort of under the same tent. Um, we had a lot of uh, folks working in the space, sometimes duplicating efforts. Uh, you know, we had the American Football Coaches Association, the NCA, the College Football Officiating LLC, the Rules Committee, the various conference offices like ours, the Football Bowl Association, and so I think we've made some really good progress in terms of getting all of the all of the folks in the room that that touch the sport, so that when we're looking at a particular piece of legislation or a rules change or an operational uh, adjustment that we have all the perspectives and can hopefully uh, coalesce around the best possible idea. And, and those those topics that we've addressed have, have covered the full gamut of, of, of player safety, of, uh, of the, bowl, the new bowl game structure as we go into this next cycle, um, competitive considerations, uh, rules enforcement, uh, game rules, length of game, uh, really have covered the the entire landscape of, of things that affect the sport. The issue of player safety as a group, how do you try to make sure that you have the most updated policies, rules, and procedures while also maintaining fairness with an issue that is constantly evolving and, and one that we're learning more about? Well, and really the learning more about it part, Nate, is, is the key. Uh, we've had a lot of conversation um, about trying to gather more information so that we can make informed decisions. Obviously, if there are some things that are that are obvious uh, that need to be adjusted, and you've seen several of them uh, here in, in recent years in terms of, of targeting and, and the way the coaches are now uh, teaching, tackling, some adjustments we've made to the, to the preseason practice 
uh, guidelines, uh, you know, two-a-days are no longer permitted, um, limiting contact, all those sorts of things. But what we're also finding out is we need a lot more information, and there's now uh, some things in place. There's a, a massive study in the, in the uh, traumatic head injury space, the concussion space, um, that involves uh, a number of, of football programs across the country, all of the service academies, their entire student bodies, so that we can really begin to get some deep and broad scientific information upon which to make decisions uh, rather than trying to do it you know, anecdotally. Uh, we can do it based on research. You talked also about your work with the Football Bowl Association, one of the ever-evolving issues here in the Mountain West that's so important to the league and the student-athlete experience is those bowl partnerships. What are the most important aspects of, of putting these events on and really maintaining successful partnerships and putting on successful bowl games? Well, we, you know, uh, we're in the last uh, couple of years of our current uh, agreements. And so uh, the Mountain West, along with all of our uh, FBS conference peers, are in the process right now of determining what our relationships are going to be for the six-year cycle that will start in 2020 and run through 2025. And as we've talked about it uh, with our member institutions, particularly with our ADs and coaches, there are a number of things that we focus on. Obviously, the student-athlete experience is, is first and foremost. Um, and, and then we've identified some priorities. It, it is a, uh, a revenue stream for the conference and, by extension, our member institutions. So what opportunities might be there uh, financially? Uh, geography has become incredibly important, um, being geographically proximate both to, to manage the travel for your participating teams but also to provide the opportunities for your uh, fan base to get there. Uh, television exposure—that's a you know a consideration in the process. And then you know opponents, who, who you're going to play, uh, trying to come up with uh, selection processes that make sense. Historically, those used to be uh, pretty well uh, delineated. You know, this bowl picks first, this bowl picks second. I think what we've seen is an evolution to where there's a little bit more flexibility where we'll talk with our bowl partners collectively and the conference and the institutions and try to find the best best place to slot uh, uh, that particular institution against that particular opponent. Brett, last thing, like we said, you've been here since day one. What are you, some of your reflections and your favorite memories on 20 years of Mountain West football? Well, there are a lot of them. You know, it's hard, it's hard to pick some out. Now, certainly, uh, recently, it, w- it was very enjoyable to be at the, the season opener in zero week when Hawaii played at Colorado State and, and reflect upon the fact that, that, you know, 20 years earlier, Colorado State was, was part of the first game, first Mountain West game as well, uh, kicking off in uh, mid-September uh, against BYU and Provo and, and how quickly that time has passed. But, you know, all of the, the highlights we've had, you know, particularly in the, in the, in the football space, certainly, you know, some big bowl wins and New Year's Eve, uh, games, uh, that, that kind of put the conference on the map and, and then, you know, all the ancillary things that are tied with that. 
you know, our experiment with the mountain. Now our our experiments in the in the you know in the digital space and just the the evolution that we've seen. And, and as a league, we've continued to try to be innovative and stay on that cutting edge. And, and I think we will going forward. Brett Gilliland, he is the deputy commissioner of the Mountain West, celebrating twenty seasons of Mountain West football. Brett, thank you so much for the time today. Uh, continued success and enjoy the rest of this season. Appreciate it, Nate. Thank you, sir. We'll preview the entire Week 4 schedule next after these words from your local station. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Six games in the Mountain West here in Week 4, all on Saturday. We get it rolling at 9 a.m. Pacific time with the 2-1 Nevada Wolfpack on the road at Toledo on CBS Sports Network. That Nevada pass rush, first in the Mountain West, 14th nationally, averaging 3.3 sacks per game. At 1 p.m. Mountain, it's Colorado State hosting Illinois State in Fort Collins on AT&T Sports Network. Rams 11th nationally in passing offense, averaging 337 yards a game through the air. UNLV visits Arkansas State at 4 p.m. Pacific time in a game you can stream via ESPN3. The Rebels, the only FBS team with multiple players averaging over 100 rushing yards per game in senior running back Lexington Thomas and sophomore quarterback Armani Rogers. We've got conference play in the Mountain Division at 8.15 Mountain Time Saturday night. Air Force on the road at Utah State on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. A win for the Falcons would give Troy Calhoun his 50th victory in Mountain West play. He would be just the second Mountain West coach to do that joining Rocky Long with 85 career conference wins in the Mountain West. Speaking of Coach Long, his Aztecs host Eastern Michigan at 7.30 Pacific on CBS Sports Network. Junior running back Juwan Washington, fourth in the country with 452 yards on the ground thus far here in 2018. And we wrap it up Saturday night, 3-1 Hawaii takes on Duquesne at Aloha Stadium at 6 p.m. Hawaii time. That's 10 p.m. Mountain on Spectrum Sports pay-per-view and you can stream the rainbow warriors via watchstadium.com boise state fresno state new mexico san jose state and wyoming all idle this week and that will do it for the week four edition of this week in the mountain west i'm your host nate crackman this is craig thompson commissioner of the mountain west we'll talk to you next week right here right here right here right here on this week in the mountain west